Iron Guy here. Uh-oh, it's another rock and roll clan rampage on the near horizon. So, drop your tea and toast and keep all eyes on me, because this is probable cause for even a black-eyed demon to get excited. And I know this year has been like a confusing stop-go-stop on a surface of oil and water, but... That surface breaks right here, right now, thanks to these guys. I give to you, Joe, the vocalist from New Zealand Rockers, Echo Park. How are you, Joe? I see what you did there. I like it. I like it. I was wondering where that was going at the start, but I like it. Very cool. Oh, yeah. That, awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you liked the intro, because uh, that is my uh, personal little goal at the beginning of each interview. So, cool. Cool. Awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to go through a bit of a brief uh, dot point history of you guys first. Okay, so your first album, 2013's uh, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Today, uh, got nominated for Best Rock Album at the 2014 New Zealand Music Awards, plus uh, two singles off your second album, 2015's No Hope, uh, got massive success in Italy, plus constant success uh, throughout Europe, and then you've uh, sold out tours in New Zealand, plus done headline tours across UK, Ireland, and Italy, and apart from that, uh, let's see if there's any other dot points. Oh, because... Oh, yeah, that's right. How could I forget? You've supported massive names like Seether, The Living End, and Simple Plan. So, wow. And so that kind of made me think... Like, I was talking to Rufus from The Darkness last year, and one of... You know, one of their singles off their album, I think, was called Rock Is Dead. And and they, I was kind of asking him about that. And he said, well, the, the kind of... The sentiment behind that song was, like, they think that, you know, if... Um, if rock keeps going the way it's going, where, you know, all of the bands keep recycling the same riffs and sounds and chords and everything, then maybe rock does deserve to die for a little while. And then I was kind of thinking... Yeah, I know, that's a bit confronting, I know. But I was thinking... I was listening to you guys, and I was like, well, rock is definitely not dead with you guys. Because even though I hear traces of bands like uh, Wolfmother, Greta Von Fleet, and uh, even Palais Royale, you guys have still got your unique uh, kind of signature sound. So my first question is, what is that unique sound that you bring that has been the key to your success in your words? Uh, I think that comes from four people in one band all having very different favorite types of music, I mm. guess. So, so, so there's, you know, there's, a, there's probably the spine to our, to Echo Park would be David Bowie or T-Rex. I think that's the link that links all four members of the band. So we're oh, yeah. all into Bowie and T-Rex, but then, I would be 
I would sort of be into a bit more like placebo, Idlewild type stuff. Whereas Brian, nice. bass player, he he'd be sort of more he'd be more into the Stones sort of old school kind of stuff. And then oh, you've yeah. got Alex, who's Alex is really kind of punky, sort of more newer Twenty One Pilots kind of vibe. And then you've got yeah. our drummer Nick. Our drummer Nick's two favorite bands go from. Metallica to Old Crow Medicine Show, which is bluegrass. So everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody has got this really wide scope. So I guess I guess what happens with us is our songs are are uh, you know probably sit in that sort of guitar rock stuff. But because the four of us are all pulling from different directions, I think that's kind of how we've sort of kept our own sort of sound going. Really, I, I feel like yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome! So you you've pretty much covered every single style of <laughs> rock with all four yeah, of you crazy. guys. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It is. Yeah, because you know it's it's one of those things. Like you know, we've got a we've got a love of similar music, but then everyone's got got stuff that we're bringing or sending to each other that neither of has really heard of. So it's yeah, or, or listened to much. So it's there's definitely something to that. I think is really fresh for a band. You know, I think. Sometimes you can, you know, if you're running in the same circles with your bandmates and they're all, you're all listening to the same music. I think that does lend itself to sort of staying stagnant, really. But if you're, yeah. if you're all, if you're all listening to different stuff and pulling from different influences, I think you can, you can definitely lock into your own sound, you know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so now on August twenty-one, you released your third album, uh, Horizon, which was yeah. recorded at the legendary. Uh, is that the Roundhead Studios in Auckland? Yeah, yep. yeah. So that's the that's uh, Neil Finn from Crowded House's studio. That's Ooh. his studio. So it's pretty a uh, lot of history in there, and he they did the. Um, he did the songwriting sessions in there with uh, uh, what do you call it, Wilco, and and a lot of different bands from the states and stuff. Um, so there's there's been a lot of uh, even though it's probably I don't know maybe eight, eight years old or something, maybe ten uh, might not even be ten years old at this stage, but it's, it's pretty new studio. But it's it's had a lot of uh, a lot of history created in the last few years. So yeah. the de- the desk is pretty special. I believe the desk in there was the desk that. Um, Jeff Buckley recorded Grace on, so it's Ooh. got a bit of history there too. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Huh. Pretty special. Pretty yeah. special room, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also, you worked with uh, producer um, Greg Haven, who. It's funny when uh, when I had a look at you know the the two main bands that your publicist uh, kind of put in the press release that Greg's work, uh, done work with, uh, so Manic Street Preachers and Bullet for My Valentine. So yeah. I, I was like, oh wow, I would not have expected the producer of this album to have worked with Bullet for My Valentine. I would not have guessed. So. And this album also features singles uh, uh Uh-Oh and uh, opening track All Eyes On Me, which features guest vocalists, uh, vocals from Grant Nicholas of legendary Welsh indie rock band Feeder. So, okay, first up, what what, uh, 
what would you say Greg's influence on the album is? Like, how did Greg help mould your sound on this album? So he's done, he's done uh, this album and he did No Hope as well, the previous one. So I, I just think um, he's, he's originally a drummer and percussionist. So he, he really understands uh, songs from a percussive or sort of driving um, edge to it so I, I like that so he, he really comes in and feels the energy of the song but I think I just I just enjoy I really enjoy a producer who just lets you do your stuff but then c- kind of keeps you on the right track without sort of ever telling you you weren't on the right track you know what I mean he kind of yeah. he, he, he leads he leads you to where you were going but uh, he brings the best breath out of you so it's it's um, I think uh, you know Manic Street Preachers is a band that I've always loved as well and you know they're a welsh band like feeder as well so it's uh, it's definitely some some of those um 90s 2000s welsh rock bands that i um that i that i gravitated to so so having uh, having those sort of guys around the, the album is it definitely helped sort of shape the sound of it i think yeah definitely sure. that's awesome Okay, so some bands kind of describe their album as a journey album where it's supposed to be listened to from start to finish, and the whole album tells a particular story. And other albums are a collection of, you know, snapshots of um, people's lives over a period of time, which both, um, both approaches are, you know, which are great so which is this album is it a journey or is it kind of a collection of snapshots would you say I, it's funny when the way you describe describe that it's probably a bit of both and the, the reason i would say that is it's this is the first album um for two first echo park album for two members of the band so we've got a new bass player and guitar player hmm. since the last album so I would say it's a bit of a journey for them because we were sort of finding our feet with, with two new players. But lyrically, it's definitely, it's more like a little journal of the past couple of years of, of my life. So I've written the lyrics, um, but the songs were written by the four of us. So I'd say, to answer that, your your description A would describe the music and your description B would describe the lyrical content, I would, I would yeah. say. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. Ah, very nice. Okay, so from the lyrical uh, point of view, so what are some kind of stories on the album that kind of really resonate with you that, yeah, and really stand out? Like, bring us into some of the stories that are on this album. Uh, so a couple of the songs delve into uh, uh, me. I'm uh, originally Irish, um, mm-hmm. living in New Zealand, and uh, I've got. I come from very young parents, so my parents were both sort of teenagers when I was born. So I was very close to my grandparents, who were quite young in in the grand scheme of things. So I lost um, I lost my last two grandparents, which were both my grandmothers, in in the year in the lead up to this. So I was doing a lot mm. of long haul flying back to Ireland. So some of the lyrics are quite reflective without being, you know, without being too much of a downer or anything. It's sort of reflecting on maybe ending a period of life in Ireland and feeling that, you know, maybe that, that I'm, I'm sort of from New Zealand or now sort of thing. So it's, it's quite reflective, some of the lyrics. So about maybe 
new start so that might sort of reflect itself in the name of the album which is horizon which yeah. is like a new start as well so so yeah there's there's definitely some personal lyrics on there there's other other lyrics where i like to um uh sort of like to put myself into characters of movies or books that i've that have really touched me so the uh-oh single which you talked about that a second single that's written from the point of view of uh of an actor called Sam Rockwell in a movie called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing. So I do yeah. kind of sometimes put my put myself into characters of books or movies that I like. So it's, yeah, it's kind of some some straight. Like I try to be ambiguous with it too. You know, I don't try to confuse people too much. Or yeah. it's always it's always interesting when people talk to me about songs and how they've how they've heard the lyrics or how they've maybe adapted some of my words to their life and you realize that uh you've done a good job hiding you know maybe why the i wrote them but hoping that they'll connect with someone else on a different level so it's yeah it's, it's a bit of a you know when you're talking personal lyrics you don't want to well i don't feel like i want to just uh let it all out there without that nobody can sort of connect to but um hmm. But yeah, it's a, it's it's uh it's an interesting one lyrically. This it's just some funny moments, definitely some of the most humorous lyrics I've put on there as well, I think. So it's been it's been a yeah, it's been a big big uh big scope this record, I think. So it's been good lyrically. Yeah, very nice. Okay, and so as you mentioned, this is the first album with two new members, uh guitarist Alex and bassist Brian. Brian. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what would you say? Like, what do they bring to the album? Like, what signature sound do they bring? Well, the interesting thing is Brian is actually first and foremost a guitar player, mm. um, but he's just one of the he's one of these guys that is sort of super musically talented. You know, comes like family or music teachers and stuff, so he can play pretty much anything. So. So he's taken up the bass, uh, and this was this is his first sort of recording as a bass player. So I think that that was something that he really latched onto was you know being very aware that this was his first time having been in the music industry for sort of twenty five years or something. This was his first time putting bass down um, as a bass player. So that was kind of yeah. cool. And then Alex, um, the guitar player, this was sort of her first time. Uh, doing a full-length album, so it's it kind of interesting because you, Brian, he's had he's the oldest guy in the band and has has had a a long stellar career doing something for the very first time, and then you have Alex, who's quite young in her career and and doing something for the first time. So it was, it was yeah. kind of it was fun and fun and fresh, even though we've all you know done all all this sort of stuff quite a lot. Um, it was fun and fresh in many ways because of those reasons. Yeah. So, well, yeah, Horizon is like the perfect name for the album, a, a new Horizon. Yeah. yeah, wow. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, so I noticed there's a, there was a five-year gap between your second album, No Hope, and this album, Horizon. Yeah. So, why yeah. such a long gap? Good question, good question. So, there's a few few reasons, really. Um so what actually happened was that the the second album did really well for us over here in New Zealand, and then, it, as you mentioned, it, um, we got picked up by a record label in Italy. Um, so that so what happens, I guess, sometimes with some bands or certainly smaller bands, 
that an album can almost have two lives. So it had a life here in New Zealand before it could pick up in Europe. And then it sort of had another life in Europe, if you get what I mean, where the yeah. singles were sort of re-released over there. So we basically had two bites of the cherry um, with the second album. So that probably took us up to about, uh, that took us up to the end of 2017 because we um, had toured in Italy in the summer of 17. Um, so then it was after that tour that our founding guitar player left. So uh, Alex stepped into the band. So we were probably uh, added six months to that of rehearsals and writing because we had a new guitar player. And then then we had the album recorded and everything. And then the chance came up um, for Grant from Feeder to join in on the All Eyes On Me single. Um, mm. But his band, his band Feeder, were touring... Um, their their latest album so it probably took us between recording him and getting him uh shot for the video that we shot in new zealand but we shot his parts in london so it probably took us an extra year um to get grant's parts finished so basically it was just one of those things at times sort of it's not like we were sort of sitting on our hands not doing anything it's just a lot of a lot of things were happening and yeah I guess the answer is the second album had two lives and this album uh, took an extra year because of um, the extra people that we had on it. So that's really the answer. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. So, just quickly, I know the performances are kind of off the cards at the moment with the current pandemic, and I'm not, not even going to go into that because everyone just... Yeah, everyone listening probably just rolled their eyes at the word pandemic and just like, oh, you know, not this again. So, no, I'm not even going to get into that. But performances are off the cards, unfortunately, giving me withdrawals. Uh, so, but just in a, a brief description, you know, you know, it's, it's kind of like a competition. In 50 words or less, how would you describe your performances? Wow. Uh, in 50 words or less, how would I describe our performances? That's an interesting question. I would say we are energetic. We are melodic. We are sometimes chaotic. Um, but always euphoric. Is that? There's four good words. You happy with those? Yeah. Well, actually, that was 13 <laughs> words. It, uh, not that I was uh, counting. There we go. 13 <laughs> words. Wow. Perfect. Oh. I like it. Well done. <laughs> well, now I reckon it's time we get exclusive, Joe. Just me and okay. you. And all the listeners, of course. So, I like it. what would you say an exclusive fun fact is about yourself? Right, an exclusive fun fact about myself. Um, wow, you, the more the more time I've the more time I've had to think about this, uh, the the more stumped I am. An exclusive <laughs> fun fact about myself. Okay, my name is Joe Walsh. I'm a professional guitar player. Yep. And I'm not I'm not in the Eagles. I never was in the Eagles, and I can't play any Eagles songs. So ah. I often, I often get, 
people come up to me and go, why didn't you change your name and all that sort of stuff? Because the guitar player of the Eagles is Joe Walsh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'd say funny fact is, uh, yeah, sometimes this happened in the past, not recently, but in the past, people have turned up to gigs thinking they're getting to see <laughs> Joe Walsh from the Eagles in, in a pub in New Zealand, and they're most certainly not. So I don't know. A fun fun fact about a professional guitar player called Joe Walsh, I don't know any fucking Eagles songs. That's a good fun fact. There we go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow. You, you know, you could totally use that to your advantage with the ladies. Just be like, hey, you know... Uh, I'm like, I'm from the Eagles, you know. And if they just ask, "Aren't you a little young?" You'd be like, "Oh, you know, uh, plastic surgery, yeah, you know." It's, it's, it's well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, oh, your Kiwi son, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, now it's time for my absolute favorite question: the cherry on top of the cake that has been this interview. That's right, people. It's what the f time. <laughs> Well, I'm not a crook. So, Joe, if that last question stumped you with the more time you've had to think about it, you're kind of fucked with this question, aren't you? <laughs> uh, no, I, that's, that's, I, I put it out of my brain, so let's see where we go again. Let's see where we go. Yep. Okay, so what is the most hilarious, priceless, what-the-fuck moment on your music career that you can think of? Um, I'll tell you what instantly comes to mind. The biggest place Echo Park has ever played is um, what was called uh, Vector Arena, which is now Spark Arena. So it's like our sort of Sydney Entertainment Centre or whatever, but the yep. Auckland version. And we were, we were, believe it or not, we were opening for Roxette. Yep. And uh, we were shooting a video. And in the first song... I forgot to flick my amp off standby. So I went to start the first song and my amp was still on standby. So I ran over right before we were about to start and flicked my amp on. And on my way back, I slipped over Roxette's guitar cable and literally flew flew off the stage on my arse. uh, (laughs) In the first song of our biggest ever gig at the time in the biggest arena we've ever done. And before I'd even sign a note, I forgot to turn my amp on and fallen flat on my fucking arse. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, L- luck, luck of the Irish. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that, that, is so that, that, that's pretty embarrassing. That's a pretty embarrassing what the fuck uh, story, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> did the cameras actually catch that moment? Yeah, we actually shot, we were shooting a video and, and you know when you're a support band you're only allowed to sort of shoot sometimes in the first one or two songs so uh, it was all caught on video and uh, uh, what was the single, I think it was called Validation off our second album It the footage from that show is in that video and there's me fucking flying through the air in a seated <laughs> position <laughs> Oh wow, okay so what do yeah. I search on YouTube to find that? Because I'm totally uh, posting a link. Yeah. Uh, validation is the name of the song. So um, that would be what you'd be searching for. Validation. Echo Park Validation. And uh, 
it's a live performance uh, video. Uh, sorry, a video from live gigs, and one of them, yeah, is, is rock set, and there's me falling off the stage at some point. Well, there you yeah. go, people. If there is a <laughs> if there is a hilarious video under this podcast, well, you know, I found it. Uh, there you are. Awesome. Oh, well, it has been an absolute joy talking to you today, Joe. Thank you Thanks, so bud. much Joe. for your time. No problem, man. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. And as always, people, don't forget to check out Keynote for Concerts on all of your favourite socials and sign up to our e-newsletter at keynoteforconcerts.com. And do not forget to check out Echo Park on all of their social medias. Thank you so much, Joe.